The time for empty talk is over. Now arrives the hour of action. It's time for the John DePietro Show here on News Talk, WNRI, 1380 AM and 99.9 and 95.1 FM. He's a special kind of sentinel. Mr. DePietro, who is in the eye of the storm. Suddenly, John DePietro became the story. Radio talk show host, John DePietro. All right, here we go, folks, on the day after... The New Hampshire primary, what a night, what a night, my goodness, good morning, one and all, here I am, it's Juan, it's John DePietro as we kick off yet another edition, we have a whole day in front of us, today is in fact, it is Wednesday, February 12th, uh, more than halfway through the shortest month, and folks, once you get to March, doesn't it just seem like things get better once you... Get into late February. Once we get into March, and then we get into March Madness, uh, spring is definitely uh, within sight. Well, folks, uh, good morning, one and all. It is Juan. We are off and running. We have a great program in store on this Wednesday. This portion of the program is brought to you by West Fountain Auto Body. Remember, now, if you ever find yourself in an accident, and it can happen, and, you know, suddenly you're just minding your own business, and you have people that are drunk drivers, you have people that are now impaired, uh, because of uh, medical marijuana, people not paying attention, texting. Uh, there's just a lot of nitwits out there. If you ever find yourself in an accident, pick up the phone. Well, the first thing you want to do is call 911. And uh, Kenny likes to explain. The first thing you do is fill, call 911, fill out a police report. And then if you can drive your vehicle, if you can drive your car, your first phone call is to West Fountain Auto Body, 272 3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. It's West fountain auto body now let's just say someone really damaged your vehicle and it can happen and you can't even drive your vehicle well the next thing you want to do is immediately when the tow truck operator shows up instruct the tow truck operator to uh, bring the vehicle to west fountain auto body located at 400 west fountain street in providence 272 3340 it's kenny patricia hello there pat rick hola uh, they will uh, repair your vehicle, showroom-like condition, and work for you, not the insurance company. It's West Fountain Auto Body. All right, phone lines are officially open on this Wednesday, the day after. What a night. What a night. We'll recap that a little bit. Uh, also, some news on Governor Mundo coming up. I love the fact that Jesse Smollett was indicted. We'll go throw that. Boy, uh, Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe will join me. But right now, uh, phone lines are open. 401 766-1380. You can email me, John at DePetro.com. Now remember, if you have Facebook, you can watch the program on Facebook Live. There's Katie Wright. Good morning. There's my friend Frank. Uh, a lot of people enjoy our Facebook Live. Let's see some thumbs up. They love when I hold up the Trump 2020 sign. Uh, and we had, uh, folks, just incredible numbers. If you want to see some of the video of uh, I attended the Trump rally in Manchester, New Hampshire on Monday night. Uh, just fantastic. People love, love, love the video. Uh, but you can interact with the program. You talk to other people that are watching it. It's a happening. And the numbers always go up. I'm always amazed at the number of uh, views. The people, a lot of people go home and they watch it later. They watch it in their leisure, what have you. And so, uh, but it's a, it's a happening at Facebook. Uh, just go to my page. It's Sean DePietro Show on Facebook. And then we have some different stories and links and uh, all different things that you can uh, take part in. Go, hola, uh, Joseph Roberts. Now, folks, remember, there's uh, several ways you can listen to the program. So maybe you're on Facebook and you're about to get in your car and go somewhere. Now, some people actually keep their phone on Facebook Live, which is fine, or put on AM 1380, 
AM 1380. In the northern part of the state, you can try 99.9 FM, 99.9 FM. Uh, but many times, you can just go to depetro.com. It was an awesome rally. Wasn't it, Christine? I wish you were there. There's Janet. Good morning, Janet. If you um, go to depetro.com, you click on Listen Live, and you can listen that way. Or if um, if also, if you go to depetro.com, if you ever miss the show, you just click on podcast, and then everything is uh, is tabulated right there and, and uh, you know, uh, categorized, if you will, and left there. There's my friend Bobby Rep. Uh, not a little. We need him to run again. We need him back on Smith Hill. So it's all right there. It's a happening. You can contact me through the website, folks. It all begins and ends with the website and all the links to my social media. It's all right there. Just go. It's a happening. Go to depetro.com. Now, remember, if you have Google or Alexa, you just say Alexa search WNRI and voila, there I am in crystal clear audio. Or there's also a thing called a simple radio app or tune in radio app. You download those and then it's free and then you can listen and it's so clear. I mean, it sounds like it is uh, in FM. So look at people love when Juan holds up the Trump 2020 sign. Things are really looking good. And last night, now last night for, for a number of different reasons, um, how pathetic is it when you think about it? I mean, it, it's, it's frightening actually to watch. Just how badly the Biden campaign, he was the front runner. He was, if you really want to get into it, he was actually someone, I mean, it's laughable now. But Giuliani and even our fearless leader were somewhat fearful. The media was beating the drum that it was, there's my friend Michael Degnan, that it was, that it was uh, Biden's race to lose. They had polls, you know, Biden's going to crush President Trump. Joe Biden, I mean, it was almost like, why even bother having an election he was going to be? Biden finished fifth last night. Biden almost got beat by Tom Steyer. How great would that have been? But also, how about Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren? Now in fourth, finished fourth last night. She, last summer, her and her team, they were expecting, good morning, Vinny. They were expecting to win the New Hampshire primary or come in first or second. The New Hampshire primary was seen as it was either going to be, oh, good. Congratulations, Dennis. I love that. Thank you for your nice email, Dennis. Very classy. Dennis uh, O'Reilly won the tickets for Fiddler on the Roof. And he sent me a nice email to thank you. Thank me for it. Thank you, Dennis. There's Chris Harkness. Um, but think about that. They, that. That was the prediction. It was going to be either Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren that they were going to finish like 1-2. Or uh, Warren thought she was going to do very, very well in New Hampshire. Elizabeth Warren... I, I I don't see how it goes. I mean, maybe she stays in, but it, it's just it's basically it's over for her and Biden. Biden, it's truly over. And the Democrat Party has a problem. The Democrat Party, if you're a Trump supporter, this is very good news. Hello there, Ral. Uh, if you're a Trump supporter, this is very good news because the Democrat Party has a problem that Bernie Sanders now he won Iowa. He won New Hampshire last night. You know, Mayor Cheat, Mayor Pete, they are not on board with him. This notion that the Democrat Party, that they're all going to rally together, it's, it's never happening. I, as I have said, Bernie Sanders, the squad, the socialist progressive wing of the party, they have hijacked the party. They have. Joe Biden, he was supposed to be the standard bearer. Joe Biden was the, you know, selected by the uh, Democrat organization that he was going to carry on, the Obama tradition, and blah, blah, blah. Good morning, Gerald. And instead, Biden finished fifth. Biden finished 
Biden had like a Frank Caprio type of performance in New Hampshire and finished absolutely bottomed out and hit fifth. Went to South Carolina and he's still a mess, as a matter of fact. Absolutely still a mess. So let me play some sound from last night. And I'll tell you, AOC and Bernie, anyone, and I keep hearing this from people. You know, folks, this is show. This is uh, setting up a tremendous showdown for Super Tuesday, March 4th, because Mike Bloomberg, the only thing New York City mayor, former New York City mayor, Mike Bloomberg, he was a great mayor for New York City, but he doesn't motivate anyone. He doesn't have any concepts or ideas. The only thing he has is money. And as I've been saying, if you have someone who's paid or someone who's truly dedicated and they do it because for they believe in it and the passion of it, that person wins every time. Does Bloomberg have money? Yes. Does he have organization? Yes. And his name recognition is growing. That's what's growing in the polls. They call it a Q rating. So when people poll, are you familiar with these candidates? Of course, in some of these states, he's, he's on the air every Every hour he's running commercials, twice an hour, huge TV buys. That doesn't mean someone's going to go out and vote. Now, good morning, Frank Meyer. Something else really interesting, several things to take out of New Hampshire. Let me just double check if some people are speaking to, oh, okay. If Elizabeth Warren, Deval Patrick is out. Um, a number of people said, and this is interesting now, they decided who they were going to vote with for once they get in the booth, a huge... 50% of them said they decided the last, like, day on the way to the polls, inside the poll. Now, some people are saying, this is ridiculous. You should. Hey, listen, that's how people vote sometimes. Good morning, Carlos. So Amy Klobuchar, Amy Klobuchar almost came in second. If she wasn't dragged down to Washington during the stupid impeachment fiasco, Senator Amy Klobuchar, who, by the way, what I love about that, good morning, Kathy Santos. What I love about Senator Amy Klobuchar is Raimondo despises her. Gina Raimondo hates Senator Amy Klobuchar. Why is that? Well, let's look at Senator Amy Klobuchar. Female. Elected official. She's in the Senate from Minnesota. A moderate. She almost came in second. Bernie Sanders. Now, two, he is not solid, but he did win. Iowa and then he just won New Hampshire last night. But it was very close that Mayor Pete, Amy Klobuchar, cut into Mayor Pete. There are several things to take away from last night. One thing is, for the first time, different than Iowa and different than some of the pollings, the two moderate candidates, Klobuchar and Mayor Pete, when you add their percentages together, because they're not that far apart, that Mayor Pete, he doesn't stand for anything. You know, what did, what did Mayor Alorza say? Mayor Alorza said, well, I'm going to vote for him because he's an openly gay candidate. 30% of the people that voted for Mayor Pete don't know that he's an openly gay uh, man, which is nothing wrong with that. And he's married. And he, he, well, the first thing he did last night was, was uh, thank his husband. How do you think that's going to play in the South? People don't want to get into that. There's a lot of things at, at play here. You know, Laura Ingram was also hinting about Bloomberg. How do you think Bloomberg's going to play in the South? There's certain things... People kind of talk in code. They don't want to fully get into it. You know, I was saying to someone, and folks, I, I, I'm not, I, I feel that I can say these things, and I don't want to be accused of being uh, racist or anti-Semitic or homophobic. Um, there are certain parts of the country that are far more, either whatever you want to say, less tolerant or conservative. There's our friend Pat Cordelessa. There's Chelsea. than this part. 
Now, I, I was uh, I was speaking with someone the other night, huge Democrat, and he's talking about Mike Bloomberg and Bloomberg's got all this money and blah, blah, blah. And he can go toe to toe with Trump. And I said, all right, let, let's just really throw it out there. OK, let's there's the things that people won't say when they're trying to decide who they're going to vote for. And I think it's helpful if we can have a no BS conversation, if you will, of of like there are things that people won't say to a pollster. And it's tough to get inside people's heads. Yesterday on Twitter, I was going after someone. There's our friend Frank, who was knocking the fact that some people they they were admitting they didn't decide until they got into the booth. And and one person said they even did an eeny meeny miny mo between uh, Amy Klobuchar and Mayor Mayor Cheat Mayor Pete Pete Buttigieg. But I said to this person the other night, all right, I, now listen, I say this as I am on the advisory board for the Rhode Island Coalition for Israel. But if we want to have a real conversation and you want to talk about the South, let's name in no particular order all the Jewish presidents that we've had in the United States. Anybody? Good morning, Suzanne. Uh, anybody? Anybody? No, that's right. We've never had a Jewish president. Now, no one is saying that. No one is saying Michael Bloomberg would be the first Jewish president. It is true. Barack Obama was the first African-American president. And there are some people that did not vote for him and were against him, but they wouldn't admit it was because he was a person of color. It's true. But there are some people that are not going to be on board with Michael Bloomberg. They're not going to admit it. They're not going to say it to a pollster. It's just a fact. The other thing is Mayor Pete. Someone gets a call. Are you going to vote for Mayor Pete? No. What's the reason you're not going to vote for him? How many people are actually going to say into the phone, I'm not going to vote for him because he'd be the first gay president? A very small percentage, if any. That doesn't mean that that is going to, uh, that that won't deter people or that people won't vote for him just because they say that. You know, many years ago, there's a famous election that that uh, they, they thought it was going to be very close. And then the one of the candidates was African-American. And then... When the results came out, it was a blowout in favor of the Caucasian candidate. And why is that? Because people weren't honest with the pollsters and didn't want to admit that they were not going to vote for the person of color. So I, I, I don't care what anyone says. That plays in. If a third, a third of the voters for Mayor Pete don't know that he's openly gay, they will learn that he's openly gay. Uh, to, in my mind, with my sensibilities, it shouldn't matter that should not be a reason to vote for somebody. It shouldn't be a reason not to vote for someone. You vote for the person. And the same thing, you know, Mitt Romney was facing scrutiny because he's a Mormon. Jack, uh, uh, President Kennedy, right, John F. Kennedy, JFK, he was facing scrutiny because he's Catholic and had to go down to West Virginia and talk about, you know, listen, it's okay to vote for me even though I'm a Catholic. These things do matter. You know, at some point... We're going to have someone who's going to be in the verge of being the first Muslim president. And I don't know what's not going to happen this time, but just at some point, no one can tell me that those things don't factor in. And I'm not saying that people will be forthcoming about it. But don't don't kid yourself that those things, you know, I, I don't know. There are some people that have biases and they don't always show themselves. There's my friend Ricky Krasner. Hi there, Rick. Um, hey, Rick, how was, how was the uh, footage from the rally the other night? Wasn't that wild? I love the fact one of my Edgewood friends, boy, with the days we spent right at the Orange Pole, 
at uh, Narragansett Pier. And uh, there he is watching me on Facebook Live at the Manchester, uh, New Hampshire rally with, uh, with the Trump people. Um, but don't kid yourself. That does come into play. Hell, good morning, Louise. You know, I'll even go a step farther. And I, I think, and, and, and you have to be, like, delicate in, in addressing this. I think... We we had the first Muslim president. That's a, thank you, Dennis Barack Obama. He says he's a Christian. Um, very good point, Dennis Warburton. Um, some people were convinced that he was in fact uh, a Muslim, but I, I even think there's some kind of a bias. I'll even take it local. I think there was some people, not I don't know how many, I don't know what percentage, but some percentage who would not vote for Governor Raimondo because she's a woman. And there's some women, by the way, they're really rough and vote won't vote vote for women. I also believe there were some individuals, I think there was some, not a lot, but some bias, Asian bias, good morning, Martha Stamp, towards Mayor Fung, and therefore they wouldn't come out fully and admit it, but they just, because I I would sometimes hear these people and meet them, and they're like, I just can't put my finger on it, and there was no other reason. They hated Raimondo, Uh, it's not, you know, they were an independent voter. By all accounts, I would say, I just don't understand why you can't fully pull the trigger and say you're going to vote for Mayor Fung? I don't know. I, I, is it because you're... I, 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 you just never know on something like that. But anyone that thinks that Bloomberg is automatic, this is a real showdown coming March 3rd. And Bernie Sanders, he is not going away. You know, I, I don't... I was flipping around last night and Lori, I thought Laura Ingram and the Fox coverage was excellent. I really do. I, I try MSNBC. MSNBC, they have too many people. I can't stand Rachel Maddow. Brian Williams tries to play to that whole crowd, so I can't watch that. Uh, I'll sometimes go to CNN. I don't like some of the panelists they have on. I don't like that Van Jones and some of the others. Um, I thought Laura Ingram and some of them were good. But don't. But this whole notion that they're going to rally together as a party, this... Bernie Sanders, that's going to be a tough train stop. They are dedicated. They feel they have a movement. And he is pumped. And you have AOC and the squad behind him, which I said was a good idea. Again, I'm never voting for him, folks. Socialism has failed. I, I love the United States of America. I love our way of life. I want to improve it. We are at war with socialists, Cynthia. You're exactly right. But if you watch that crowd, and I watch them, you know, many times when you have, um, when they are showing a Republican rally, or they used to show the Tea Party rallies, and they used to say, you know, they talk in code. You got to listen to what they're really saying. They're talking in code. Well, the same thing goes for Bernie Sanders and his crowd. But if I, I have yet to see any evidence that the Bernie Sanders crowd, and he could end up getting, now, he didn't do as well last night because it was a more scattered field. Elizabeth Warren did hurt him. I don't know where the Warren people are going to go. She's going nowhere. I'm so glad, folks. She is such a phony. She is such a fraud. Let's have a thumbs up on Facebook Live. How glad are you that Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren was handed a big defeat last night? You know, her whole career begins and ends with the fact that she checked the box. She's a fraud. She pretended to be a Native American. That's how she got the job at Penn. That's how she got the job at Harvard. She would not be there. Uh, she took the place of a minority. She is so inauthentic. I, I can't stand her. I mean, and on top of that, she defeated. I, I am friends with Scott Brown, who's an ambassador. Um, Senator Brown was a great candidate. I really like Scott. I've known him for 
since I don't know. Scott Brown used to fill in for me. I recruited him. We met. We totally hit it off. I was hanging out with him at the Republican Convention in New York in 2004. That's how far back I go with Scott Brown. He used to hang out. Um, I, I recruited him. He used to fill in for me uh, on my Boston uh, show. And she knocked. She, I, I, I can't believe the pathetic union people that went against Scott Brown, who ran a brilliant campaign and put Elizabeth Warren in the Senate. But boy, she got it tagged last night big time and she didn't know what she was doing they didn't know what to say and what did she say she said i'm glad for my friend amy klobuchar and this is great for women uh wrong okay there's one woman emerging from this whole thing and it's amy klobuchar what i do love thank you that's right the magic wand and friends what i love though about this amy klobuchar and i i don't know what's going to happen i don't know if she's still going to be around come april but what I do, like uh, folks, love about Amy Klobuchar is Ramundo despises her because Ramundo views her as competition. You know, as much as this talk, and I can't stand this local provincial talk. Well, Gina Ramundo could be the VP. Wrongo. If you're Mike Bloomberg, okay, and you're looking at the field, and you might have to select someone. Let's just say I'm going to play out that he might actually end up being the candidate. I don't think he is. I don't think that he's going to be the candidate. But let's just play that out for a minute. The person you would select would either be Mayor Pete, but now you have another white male, Amy Klobuchar, by her third place finish last night. She is just, in some way, certainly give herself a boost to be considered to be someone's vice presidential candidate. I mean, I don't think she has enough, and she sounded very tired last night. You know, with some of these people, and I was saying this to myself, and I was on Twitter, and then Laura Ingram said it. Um, she starts to sound like Susan Collins. When you're a woman and you're older and you're tired, anyone, um, you just want to be careful. I mean, she should have just come out and given, like, isn't this great and blah, blah, blah. But when they start to talk like Catherine Hepburn, I mean, it, 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 it's not a good look and it's not a good sound. But I want to play. So Biden, just so you understand, look at everyone loves that. Um, I'm Amy Clem. Well, the worst is Susan Collins of Maine. I think impeachment. Oh, boy. Whoa. Somebody needs a little uh, latte. Um, Biden left <laughs> the Biden campaign. If I could do one thing right now, I would love to be an embedded reporter in the Biden campaign because it is just meltdown city. Every time they're going to look at the polls, they're going to be less. This is like the Frank Caprio for governor campaign in 2010. Every time he looked at the numbers, they were less. At one point in 2010, Chafee was 35, Frank Caprio was 32. And then every time they looked at the polls, it was 32, then 30, then 28, then 26, then 24, then 22. And when he hits 22, what does he say? I think Obama should shove it. And then, boom, he drops to 15. So, but I love campaigns. Hi there, Susan. Hi there, Red Carpenter. I love campaigns that are in the death spiral. And then they're looking to try to find something that's maybe going to turn it around. Oh, you have an idea. Maybe if I tell Obama to shove up, maybe if I tell him to shove up, my numbers will go up. Um, well, guess again. <laughs> What's plan B? Hi there, Sa Sa uh, Sandy Meyer. What do I think about Obama? I think he should shove up. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. Good idea, Frank. How's uh, how's third place behind um, by John Robitaille sound? Lucky to be at twenty. Holy cow! 
but anyhow, this is so Biden last night bails out of New Hampshire. How fun would it be to be with the Biden campaign right now? He is fighting for his life, trying to for some reason he he is just holding onto this mantle that the only people African Americans are gonna vote for is Joe Biden because of Obama. That that is disintegrating by the moment. Every time the Biden people, it's like watching ice. Every time you look at it, it's just melting and melting. How about like in uh, Frosty when they're when um the magician uh, locks them in the greenhouse, right? <laughs> you know, they're locked, and then uh, Frosty just suddenly becomes a puddle on the floor, and they show the the, uh, the the broom and the hat and the eyes and the charcoal and everything. I mean, that that's what it's... Hello there, Sean Todd. That's, thank you, Chris Brand. That's what it's like with the... Uh, that's what it's like right now with the Biden campaign. By the way, that's also what it's going to be like for the Elizabeth Warren campaign. And that's what it was like with the Frank Caprio campaign. Uh, 34. 32. You know what's interesting about the Frank Caprio campaign? The person who is advising him. You know, I didn't fully know it at the time. The person advising him during that failed 2010 race is the guy Jeff Britt, who's on trial right now for felony laundry. Can you imagine you're in the race for governor? Your numbers are just complete collapse. And the person that's advising you and you're following the direction of is this this Brit guy who is involved with Mattiello, who's who's got a felony, who's going on trial for you know, the felony money laundering as far as the mail ballot. That's who the advisor was. I have an idea. Let's tell Obama to shove up. <laughs> What's plan B? That's the idea. All right. Do we have any other ideas? Why not just go out and just start? Hi there, Kristen. Thank you, Kristen. Isn't it? Kristen Marks report, you're cracking me off the voice of Frank Caprio. You know, he got so mad because we did an idea. He was like, I'm Frank Caprio and we need your ideas. So if you have any ideas... Uh, I, ideas, I hyphen D E A R S. So we want your ideas. If you have an ideas, give it to me, and maybe that look good. I don't know. What's your ideas? So can you imagine? <laughs> that was the person. Thank you, Kristen. We want your ideas. <laughs> I hyphen D-E-A-R-S. I dares. <laughs> I dares you to jump off that bridge. I dares you to drink that. I dares you. No, it's an idea. I-D-E-A. I dare. That's the word that we're looking for, Frank. Idea. Not ideas. Hey, look. I saw an ideas. You mean you saw a deer? Yeah, Bambi, an ideas. Hi there, Chris. All right, let's hear. Listen, this is Biden last night. So Biden, they get to South Carolina. Biden, they're trying to right the ship. Now play retooling of the seven dwarfs. Sleepy Joe. Yeah, that's right. So the Biden campaign, they're like, whew, thank God we got in New Hampshire. New Hampshire was a disaster. You're a lying pony face, dog face boy, or whatever he called that woman. And then he's snapping at the reporters. Let me out of here. Joe Biden is like, uh, you know, Mr. Potter being uh, thrown at. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, good luck in jail, George. You know, but, uh, John found it, man. Joe Biden suddenly became like Mr. Potter. The Bailey's are not a businessman, you know, confounded. Can't you understand? I'm trying to give you, you know, suddenly uh, Joe Biden is just this angry guy who's trying to get out of there. And he, he's at the um, he's at the valet and he can't find his, you know, where's my goddamn ticket? <laughs> <laughs> it's just he's just angry. So they get out of there. They get to New Hampshire. They rally some people together. How about last night? 
Hola, Ryan. Last night with Biden in New Hampshire, the uh, venue that they had, there was no te- Hi, there, there was no television where the Biden people were because they didn't want anyone to see the screen that is about to finish fifth. So this is think of this. You're with the Biden campaign. You're like, oh, my God. Thank God. People are like, how bad was it? A, a disaster. The Biden people almost if there was another week. He would have been surpassed by Tom Steyer, that idiot that wears the plaid tie that I used to have to wear at St. Paul's School. And the guy's a billionaire. Let me tell you something. If I had $1 billion or whatever he has, $2 billion, I'm not duplicating the uniform I wore at St. Paul's School in Edgewood. (laughs) Tell you that much. So good morning, Ryan. Confounded man. Yeah, Mr. Potter. Hogwash. You know what? Yeah, Biden. They'll run you out of China to rail. I'm the only one that the blacks will vote for, George Bailey. <laughs> we'll see about that, Potter. Uh, but this is so you finally get to South Carolina like, oh, my goodness. How bad was it? It was bad. It was a disaster. Uh, Biden running almost like a raincoat over his head trying to run away from the reporters to get to his car to get the hell out of there. <laughs> There were uh, reporters said they were standing outside polling places. Good morning, Michael. Hi there, Mark. Polling places. And they were doing, um, they call it entrance polling. So someone's going to go in. A lot of times people, they're not afraid to tell you who they're going to vote or even exit polling. They couldn't find anyone who was voting for Biden. This was the front runner. Hola, Joe Roberts. So the Biden people, they get to South Carolina. Thank God we're out of New Hampshire. They got clobbered in Iowa. They got absolutely beaten down in New Hampshire. And Biden gets up. And this is the sound of some of his rally last night in South Carolina. You're trying to right the ship, shimp, uh, (laughs) toy boat. You're trying to right the ship, right? Just get this thing back on track. This is Biden last night in South Carolina. Here we go. So we can chip in and support those who listen to this. Chip in and support our campaign. Text Joe 23. Excuse me. I got to get this right. Joe. To three oh three three oh. So what we is it again? Chip in and support those who listen to this. Chip in and support our campaign. Text Joe two three. Excuse me, I got to get this right. Joe <laughs> to three oh three three oh. <laughs> who the hell is setting up these numbers? Who is the who? At one, has he hasn't he demonstrated that he can't? Read the blanking teleprompter. How much more? Hi there, Kathleen. But there's Rob Bennett. Rob's uh, joining us a little late here, Rob. Would we have a busy morning behind us? What the hell's going on? Rob Bennett, a little, uh, little late, late to the. He's living it up down in Florida. I'm just kidding, big guy. Uh, meanwhile, you have Bernie Sanders, the revolution. What a. They're raucous, though. Boy, they're fired up. This is the Sanders victory party last night. Listen to that crowd.
Listen, there's no way those people are backing down to give the nomination to Michael Bloomberg. It's not happening. Hey, you know, I thought of something funny that we have to look forward to. I'm going to share with you just a moment. Let me play, though. This is last night, Jake Tapper talking about Bernie Sanders and the Democrat Party. And this is important. The second point is Bernie Sanders, in many ways, has been pulling the Democratic Party with him to the left. I guess that's the other way, to the left. And uh, Medicare for all, Green New Deal, increase in the minimum wage, all of these proposals that he's been pushing for years are now basically in the Democratic mainstream, more or less. Now we have the voters coming with him, Iowa and New Hampshire. See that project, Bernie? You know, and that is, uh, that's not a small point. That is not a small point that the way things are going right now, that is becoming a big part of the Democrat Party. Hey, I thought of something that's really funny and um, something to look forward to for all of us. And uh, again, good morning, everyone. Uh, Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe is going to join me coming up at um, at 12 o'clock. Phone lines 401-766-1380. Let me just uh, pull this up. So. One thing about the Sanders people, see, that's real. He's, I, I don't agree with anything he says. You, you can't execute it. It's, it is um, socialism. It, it's really communism is what it is. But I, I don't think um, in any way that I, I would never vote for him. I mean, I, and no one with a brain would ever. You can't vote for Bernie Sanders. I mean, you just can't. But uh, this is actually something to look forward to. And that is on April 28th. April 28th is the Rhode Island primary. Now, this thing is going to be close. And I just thought of this this morning. I started laughing about it. Shows you how my life is going. But uh, coming up on April 28th, think, picture this. Raimondo is the first person in. I hope the Republican Party that they, they need to now. And I'm going to reach out to someone like a Brandon Bell. I don't know about Susie Yankee, but others. But but this is high, really important. Um. The Republican Party needs to be on guard here because of what's going to happen. And and even for that matter, the Bernie people, April 28th is the Democrat primary for the Rhode Island vote. And this is going to be tight, which means Rhode Island's going to matter. And we have the possibility now where Gina Raimondo, the co-chair, right, she brings Bloomberg in. Now, what's the expectation that the governor of Rhode Island is one of your co-chairs your state is having the primary for Bloomberg. What's the expectation? The expectation is that because of Raimondo, finish it, Bloomberg's going to win Rhode Island, the Democrat primary coming up, presidential primary, April 28th. How hilarious is this going to be when Bernie Sanders wins the Rhode Island primary? <laughs> but the thing to watch, and this is also the Republicans need to jump in action now. Nellie Gorbia, the Secretary of State, who probably, in my opinion, should be in a federal pen, with Raimondo, what are they going to try to do? They're going to try to suppress the voters, uh, people voting that day. They're going to try to suppress voting. Four years ago, Nellie Gorbia only opened a third of the polling places, voter suppression. They feel that they want to keep voter suppression in that would increase the chances for Bloomberg. But what's at stake here is Raimondo. Now, her expectation is, and she would go to whoever she has to, to ensure that Bloomberg wins Rhode Island. It would Think how bad it would look for Governor Gina Raimondo. Talk about egg on her face. 
if it's her state and she's the governor and she endorses Mike Bloomberg and Bernie Sanders beats Bloomberg in Rhode Island. I'll tell you how, how strongly I feel about this. I am a, a, a unaffiliated voter. And I'm 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 just thinking now, I think I'm going to vote for Bernie Sanders in the Rhode Island primary on April 28th as a vote against Raimondo and Bloomberg. Folks, that is how great would that be? I think it'd be fantastic. All right. Seven, six, six, 1380. So uh, Bernie Sanders, the Democrat Party has a problem. He's not going anywhere. Uh, he's not leaving the race. This is really setting up a battle. For March 3rd, which is Super Tuesday. And that's when everything is in play. California's in play. There's a lot of states in play. What happens coming up on March 3rd? Now, between now and then, I just don't think see anything stopping Sanders. He's going to do very well in Nevada. The Nevada caucus is coming up a week from Saturday. And then South Carolina is the Saturday after that, the last Saturday in February. So there's two more contests, uh, Nevada and South Carolina. And then you have Super Tuesday, which is March 3rd, with some major states, Texas, California, New York, a number of states are in play on that day. And that's uh, Bloomberg is going all in on that. So this thing, this this battle and this is a real battle shaping up right now, because at the same time, as much as Mike Bloomberg's hanging out there. Mayor Pete did well. His people are charged up. He's got money coming in. And suddenly Amy Klobuchar is staying in the race. She's the female in the race. So uh, very interesting last night. And what is also uh, can't be ignored is that debate. You know, there's so many people that say, and I can't stand it, you know, the debates don't matter and no one watches the debates. That, that is not true. And it certainly wasn't true Friday night. I was going back and forth with someone on Twitter because they were saying, oh, did you see the the numbers for the debate, you know, nationwide, a lot of people didn't watch that debate in New Hampshire um, on Friday night. It was last Friday night on ABC. And I took issue with that. And my response to the person was, it is true that nationwide, the New Hampshire debate didn't get huge numbers. But in New Hampshire, it got huge numbers. Friday night in New Hampshire, if you were up in New Hampshire just the last seven days since Iowa, I mean, the place was just electric and it was packed with people and the satellite trucks are there and all the campaigns are there. And it's it's a lot of excitement. It was fun being up there. Um, Manchester and all the different parts. That's really like a big hub. Nashua. But this business that a lot of people didn't watch the debate. Well, actually, uh, they were doing polling yesterday and 65 percent of the people voting yesterday in the New Hampshire primary watched that debate on Friday night. And Amy Klobuchar did great in the debate Friday night. That really lifted her. Elizabeth Warren bombed out at the debate. Biden was a mess at the debate. Mayor Pete doesn't say anything. Amy Klobuchar, as I said yesterday with Donna Perry, was the only one when they said, you know, would you be in favor or open to socialism? She was the only one to raise her hand and said, no, I am not in favor of that. And so a, a couple of myths, you know, this business that no one watches the debates, that, that was completely wrong. And these people just spew this stuff out there. Nah, no one watches the debates. 65% of the people that voted yesterday in the New Hampshire primary watched that debate on Friday night. Debates matter. The debate that's going to be coming up, it may not matter to you. It may not matter to other people around the country. But if you're in the thick of it in New Hampshire, it mattered greatly. It had huge numbers for that. Another thing to watch um, 
There will be a debate in Las Vegas. That's going to be big. Amy Klobuchar now, the field is narrowing. Yang is out. Not that he was ever really in. All these other people are dropping out. The two people, as I mentioned yesterday, their headlines saying there's like a, it's like a stench of death around them are Elizabeth Warren and Biden. The Biden campaign is going to be watched. Fun to watch him uh, melt down, continue to completely crumble. Um, but uh, Klobuchar, I, I don't know about her. She, she, she had a chance if she wasn't in Washington with that stupid impeachment BS. She, she could have come in second yesterday. And actually, though, for that, you know, Bernie is he's not the 30 percent. Bernie Sanders did not hit the 30 percent. Now, it, it is true. When you look at what he did in 2016, in 2016, he got 60 percent of the vote in New Hampshire and Hillary got 40 because there were only two. So more scattered field. But the numbers that I stuck out to me more is for the first time since they've been doing the polling, Elizabeth Warren has crashed and burned. That campaign is over and Biden is over. So Biden didn't have huge numbers, but his nine, eight points that he had, what do you have, eight points? Um, they're going somewhere. You know, if, though, if Biden, if uh, Klobuchar and Mayor Pete pick up the Biden votes, they surpass Bernie Sanders and Biden is not going to make it for the ride. What does this do for New York, former New York City Mike Bloomberg? Well, I'm just telling you right now, as I've been saying, there's, there's just no way, no how. If you watch the, the rally of the Bernie people and there is so much enthusiasm there and there's so much energy there and they're feeling great. They're 2-0. They won Iowa and they won New Hampshire. Um, they're going to go cruising in. They have national apparatus. He raises, he raises money online better than Barack Obama did. And Obama invented uh, raising money online because it was the first time that you were actually able to do that just because of technology. But the Sanders people... I come back to this just they, they are they're not with Bloomberg. They're never going to be with Bloomberg. No way, no how that will be really. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, you know, Bloomberg, because it, see, it's just because of the money. But so much of this is momentum. And a lot of the people I'm not convinced that Bloomberg has support. He's building name recognition and he is, you know, he's got money to put people on the payroll and everything else. But. It just it doesn't match it. It doesn't match it when people come in and the young people and they're fired up and they feel like, hey, with Bernie, it's really happening. So. All right. 766-1380. Hey, folks, I want to remind you about Gilmore Furniture. This is a great month. Do you need new furniture? Hey, Ryan, do you need Ryan? Stop in, folks. Stop in. Here's what I'd like you to do. If you enjoy the program, at least stop in and say hi to my friend Steve at Gilmore Furniture, family owned and operated. For over 100 years, Gilmore Furniture. I'm, I'm so glad I met Steve's dad before he passed away. Uh, Post Road in Warwick, right down the street from TF Green Airport, right off Route 37. It's Gilmore Furniture. Call them at 737-0100, 401-737-0100. People drive from all over. People drive into Rhode Island to shop at Gilmore Furniture. Why? What a beautiful selection of living room sets and also recliners. They have recliners for all sizes. They have recliners. Maybe there's someone that needs a little help getting up out of their chair. They have a special recliner for that. There's nothing more enjoyable than watching a game or relaxing in a nice recliner. At Gilmore Furniture, he's known. Steve is the recliner king of Rhode Island. And they have mattresses, double-sided mattresses. So you get double the life out of it. You can flip them over. American-made and for this month, free delivery 
with Gilmore Furniture and up to five years, no interest. They're celebrating the big President's Day sale at Gilmore Furniture. Stop it and see Steve right off Route 37, Post Road in Warwick. You can call him at 737-0100. The February President's Day sale is going on right now at Gilmore Furniture. And good afternoon to Steve. He likes to, good morning, I should say, listens to the program. Uh, Post Road, just stop in. Stop it and see him. There's something there that you would love. He has beautiful, beautiful selection of living rooms, recliners, and mattresses. It's Steve at Gilmore Furniture. All right, 766-1380, 401-766-1380. Don't panic with this communist crap. Seventy. No, First of all, no one's panicking, okay? John the Roofer, no one is panicking. I don't know why anyone would think anyone's panicking. Uh, what we're pointing out and that I'm enjoying is this is creating turmoil Within the Democrat Party, if there's any panic going on, it's not with Team Trump. President Trump, the more he sits back, the more his numbers go up and you just let them fight. Don't panic. No one's panicking. We're celebrating. Okay, we're celebrating. I'll clarify that. I don't know why anyone, oh, don't panic with the panic. It's hardly a panic. It's a celebration. Bernie Sanders, the Democrat Party is going through a civil war. And this is going to really hit. On March 3rd, on Super Tuesday, with New York City Mayor Bloomberg, Michael Bloomberg, because as I said, he, the, the, the Bernie people are never, never with Bloomberg. Never. The Bernie people will never go with anyone other than Bernie. If anything, if they feel they're being treated unfairly, they will bail out and he would run third party. He might as well, because it really is a third party. I don't know. It's panicking. We're celebrating. It's interesting to watch. You have to admit, it's interesting to watch a political party, in this case, it's the Democrat Party, completely be at civil war and have a meltdown. That is what is going on. All right, 401-766-1380. It's John DePietro on this Wednesday. Do you own and operate a small business and you rely on communicating with your employees while they're out in the field? Well, if you do, this is the perfect time to make the switch to T-Mobile for Business. This is Sal with T-Mobile for Business, and I encourage you to reach out to me today at 401-332-0000. This is a perfect time to make the switch to T-Mobile for Business. Right now, we have unlimited plans with unlimited talk, text, and data. With no contract, great deals on iPhones and Samsungs, this is the perfect time to make the switch to T-Mobile for Business. Stop wasting money. Call me for a free consultation at 401-332-0000. Again, 401-332-0000. Stop wasting money with your current cell phone carrier. Call me today, Sal with T-Mobile for Business, 401-332-0000. Hey, folks, remember what we like to say. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. 401-710-7096. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Repairs on all makes and models of appliances, whether it's a washer or a dryer or a stove or a microwave. Or let's just say you're having a problem with your clothes machine. I was having a problem with our dryer. Did I panic? No. Did I buy a new one? No. I called Ryan at 401-710-7096. He said, good morning, Ryan's appliance repair. I said, my appliance is dying. So I thought I'd call Ryan. He came right out, made an appointment, boom, fixed it in about five minutes. And then our oven would heat up. And I called Ryan at 401 710 
7096. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Repairs on all makes and models of appliances. Plus, Saturday appointments available. All work is guaranteed for 90 days parts and labor. And senior citizens discounts available. Ryan's Appliance Repair. 401-710-7096. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovas Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Well, Valentine's is this Friday. And folks, Ron's Pastry Gourmet Bakery and Cafe located 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. They have everything you need for Valentine's. Dipped chocolate strawberries. They have delicious cookies, pastry, chocolate-covered donuts, cannolis, fresh brownies. I'll tell you, Ron is so talented. 55 years he has been creating art in the form of pastry and making pastry great again. It's Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Stop in and see Ron and Melissa, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. The most delicious cannolis. Try the chocolate-covered donuts or the dipped chocolate strawberries. Delicious, beautiful Valentine's cookies and pastry. Now, easy to get to. Right off of Silver Spring Street in Providence. They're right near AAA in Providence. It's 170 Royal Little Drive. This is my friend TJ. What's going on, TJ? I'll be over on my bike. Um, I just hang out with TJ. How about the summer nights hanging around, TJ? Uh, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Folks, right near Branch Avenue and Silver Spring Street. It's Ron's Pastry Gourmet. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Stop it and see them. They're making pastry great again. And also, coming soon, they're going to have special Trump pastry at Ron and Melissa. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence, Ron's Pastry Gourmet. You are listening to the John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. How about that? Dennis Warburton, TJ Conley. TJ beat cancer. So psyched for you, buddy. Haven't seen him in a while. We last saw each other, I think, in the waiting room of the doctor's office. TJ, I was thinking of you. Uh, both of our children were overseas doing a semester. I had dinner with David Bucci in Rome. How about that, TJ Conley? We were introduced. Uh, David used to play hockey, Cranston's team, with uh, TJ Conley. They're both uh, fantastic hockey players. And um, dinner with uh, the great David Bucci and his family in Rome and uh, my daughter, Kate. Uh, it was back in, well, it was 2019. But I was thinking, TJ, you're, we were talking about you that night, all positive. Folks, uh, good morning. It's John DePietro, 401-766-1380, 401-766-1380. You can email me, john at dipietro.com. Now, Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe is going to join me to start off next hour. This portion of the program is brought to you by Quartz Plumbing of Cumberland. If you need a plumber, call Victor Quartz at Quartz Plumbing, 401 401- 714-8478. Repair and maintenance. Are you having a problem with a hot water tank, bathroom remodel, or a drain problem? Well, call Victor Quartz at Quartz Plumbing of Cumberland. 401-714-8478. Many times it's last minute. 
You have an emergency. You need a plumber. T.J. Conley gets up and suddenly looks around and says, holy cow, that pipe is leaking. I need to call a plumber. He would call Victor Quartz at Quartz Plumbing of Cumberland at 401-714-8478. Victor goes all over the state. Hi there, Pete. Call Victor Quartz, Quartz Plumbing. If you're right now on this Wednesday saying, Juan, I need a plumber. We have a problem with our drain or a pipe or a hot water tank or a repair and maintenance. I'm here to help. Ready? Here's the number. Fully licensed and insured. Quartz Plumbing of Cumberland. Victor is tremendous. 401-714-8478. Quartz Plumbing of Cumberland. Hey, folks, if I ever give, talk about a sponsor or someone that I'm trying to advise you to call. Hi there, Melissa. And you can't remember the number. I get that uh, many times. People saying, you know, I was driving. I couldn't write it down. And you, you're absolutely feel free to contact me and email me and i'll pass it along to you uh go to my website you do contact john or the uh email is so easy it's my name it's john at dipetro.com john at j-o-h-n at dipetro.com dan mcgowan of the boston globe is going to join me uh folks and also the latest now the grand jury continues they're going after mattiello and mattiello the embattled speaker he's pulling out all the stops trying to stop this thing and also how about the uh the latest with jesse smollett and tomorrow on the program, we are going to have, um, by the way, did you see Tim Dodd was on uh, Channel 10 the other night? I'm going to play the sound of that. Our legal expert, Tim Dodd, was in a segment uh, regarding that that whacked woman with the knife, right, in Providence. In um, He did a segment with Parker Gavigan. But tomorrow with Tim Dodd, the Harvey Weinstein trial, don't look now. He is a total cretin, dirtbag, subhuman. Harvey Weinstein may walk on this whole thing. I'm telling you, if you've been following the trial, uh, we'll wait and see. But we'll cover that tomorrow with Tim Dodd. So we're going to break quickly for the 12 o'clock news. Uh, just an update. And then I'm going to be right back with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. It's John DePietro right here. We have two more big hours to go right here. It's AM 1380. Remember, you can listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Stay tuned. Dan McGowan of the Globe is next. WNRI and W236CW Woonsocket, 1380 AM and 95.1 FM.